when women grow older and say they get married, they find it very difficult to let go of the life that they thought they wanted and to sort of delve into the life that is actually happening around them. Hello and welcome to The Ilm. I'm Aisha Aleem, and The Ilm is a podcast that celebrates knowledge. Because the more we know about people, places, issues, we're richer for it. And why is this important? How are we richer for it? Because the more information we have, we're less fearful of what's different from us. Knowledge helps us learn what makes people different and distinct, but also so much like us and the people we love. In our previous episode, we talked about women's relationship with their bodies. Today, we're looking at the relationship with their mind. I'm talking to therapist Akriti Joanna, who has her own practice in Bangalore called Kaha Mind. She's also an Instagram therapist spreading mental health awareness through art and messages on Kaha Mind's handle, kaha.mind. And I thought her practice sounded really cool because apart from online and offline therapy, which is either in-person through video or phone calls. She even offers counseling sessions via WhatsApp. This is episode eight, Women and Their Minds. I'm Aisha Aleem. Welcome to The Ilm. Hi, Akriti. Thanks so much for speaking with me. If you could please introduce yourself. Hello. Um, I'm really happy to be here, Aisha. Uh, my name is Akriti Joanna. I'm a counseling psychologist. Uh, I've been practicing for about six years now. Last year, I sort of stopped what I was doing to start my own little mental health initiative called Kaha Mind. I was randomly reading some article and I came across the word Kia Kaha. So Kia Kaha is basically, um, it's taken from a Maori term, and they also use it during the Hakka dance, um, which basically means encouragement. So, you know, if you're going to, like, say, write an exam, or you're going to go and start something, the elders around you or your friends and people who care about you will say Kia Kaha. So Kaha basically means encouragement. And I found that name... Like that name kind of stuck with me and that's how Kaha Mind was born as a name. So Kaha Mind is an online mental health platform. Um, while I was seeing clients, a lot of clients would sort of come to me and ask if they could have, you know, sessions online. You know, I started seeing a pattern. That's when I realized that there's sort of a gap and maybe an initiative like this could help bridge that gap and also help make therapy more accessible to people. Because while I started talking to a bunch of people, asking them why they weren't seeking help, a lot of them said that, hey, this place is too far. Or I kind of know people who live around there and I'm scared they'll see me. Um, or you know what, oh, I just don't have time. I'm traveling from work and Bangalore traffic is crazy. I don't have time. While I started, I realized that we really need to have conversations around mental health. Because in India, um, 
mental health is really misinterpreted. And also to create a safe space for people to come and share their stories. You know, just say, hey, yeah, I'm going through a tough time and this is my story. So I started um, a small online community on Instagram. And I chose Instagram because everyone has an Instagram account. So I'm trying to use design and dialogue to change the way mental health is sort of spoken about and viewed. What have been some of your observations of some of the most common mental health issues that affect women in particular? In my opinion, women are much more open to accepting that they need help in comparison to men. This does not mean that men do not come forward, but I feel like they're more open to accepting help. You know, they are okay saying that, yeah, there is something wrong and I truly like, I want to talk to someone. Most women are brought up with the idea that, you know what, at some point you're going to have kids, you're going to take care of a family. Your career will probably become second. Your family, your husband will be number one. And this idea gets sort of ingrained from a very, very young age. When women grow older and say they get married, they find it very difficult to let go of the life that they thought they wanted and to sort of delve into the life that is actually happening around them. And they feel like they can't speak up. This leads to a lot of disappointment, not in anyone else, but in themselves. Because, you know, they sort of lose hope. They feel like they're capable of a lot, but they still feel like failures. And the worst part is when they feel like they're not able to even handle their personal lives well, which includes their children or their families. This sort of um, confusion in their mind, you know, it's like a, like a, um, a debate that they have with themselves. This creates a lot of um, anxiety in a lot of women. In some women, if it's prolonged and it's not like spoken about or dealt with, or if they don't have a social circle, you know, to talk to, a safe space to talk to, say friends or family, um, it leads to depression. And because of the stigma around this uh, in India, it's very difficult for them to actually ask for help. And it's very difficult for their families to even accept that, yeah, there's something wrong and they need to talk about it and seek help. We tend to look at um, the mind and body as two completely different working, working parts. But they sort of work together. So anyone who is going through a difficult time with their physical selves um, has some kind of, or needs to talk to someone even for their mind. A lot of women who sort of come for therapy also have something called uh, PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. What happens through this is that it's a, it creates a lot of hormonal changes in a woman's body. And some things that happen are, for example, acne, or there's a lot of hair growth, or um, they gain weight, um, they don't feel hungry. Um, it's difficult to exercise for some of them. So, I mean, I am not an expert in this, but most of the women who come forward, for them, the main problem is not dealing with, the, with PCOS, PCOS as such, but it's mainly about 
the changes that their body is going through that they can't control. You know, so like for example, they start gaining weight and they're like, I was absolutely fine and now what's happening to me? And that sort of creates a lot of like internal turmoil. Women who are going through menopause, right? So that's another like aspect where um, there are again a lot of hormonal changes. So something that we focus on for uh, women going through menopause is a lot of relaxation techniques because they have a lot of like hot flushes. Right? And at that time, a hot flush can also seem like a panic attack. It isn't a panic attack, but it can seem like one. So relaxing your mind and relaxing your body when something like this happens is extremely important. Another thing women come forward with is, which is actually an increasing dialogue now, and I'm really happy about it. A few years back, a lot of women weren't speaking about this, is a postpartum depression, which is which is huge. I mean, the number is kind of st staggering. And every woman who has given birth, who is like really happy about childbirth also, goes through those little moments of doubt, of irritation, of anger, uh, moments where her body doesn't feel like her own. Postpartum depression is, is huge and women are slowly learning to accept it. More than women, the men in their lives are slowly learning to um, they are realizing that yes, this is an actual thing. And there's nothing wrong with it. it. At no point does it mean that the woman doesn't love her child. She's just sort of forgotten how to love herself. You know, and that is the focus. The focus is self-care and on learning to love yourself again. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with, ha with childbirth. During childbirth, a woman's body goes through a lot of changes, right? And a lot of these are hormonal changes as well. And a lot of these, um, to a certain extent, also personal, uh, are also permanent changes. So, for example, um, women develop allergic reactions to things that they never had before. They're suddenly more irritable about things that they weren't before. Um, then sex drive which is a huge part uh, for women a lot of women uh, feel like their sex drive completely goes down and they need to sort of learn how to um, you know get intimate with their partner again and this causes a lot of problems in the marriage as well because you know um, sex is a huge part of any happy healthy relationship and when that's not happening it sort of creates um, a very unsaid wave that goes on in a marriage so a lot of couples come ahead for that and the women just say that hey you know what this is just not happening for me like after childbirth i just don't feel it um, another thing that happens a lot is that after a woman has given birth her life sort of revolves around her child and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I mean what happens is she stops, she kind of starts ignoring herself. She starts ignoring her, her family, her environment around her. And it sort of gets difficult to fall back into that life. So something that we, we stress upon a lot is it's great you've had a child and it's great that you're spending time with your child, but you need to take some time out for yourself. You need to do things that you like to do. Um, you know, you need to have a self-care routine.